hell are you? It's okay, I swear. Dakota. Look, I'm sorry. And I just had to get away. Huh, you can't be here. I won't go back to Lawton. Get a ranger. You're not the first people to try this. If you kill the rangers, she'll hunt you down. She'll kill you. And if she can't find you, she'll hurt the people you love. Kill them. I just, I really, I wanted to get away from her. Find people that would help me do that. Why do you think we'd help? I, I told you. I know who you are. I saw the tapes that you left everywhere. My sister, she was obsessed with them. What's inside that warehouse? What? A weapon. What kind of weapon? I don't know. But something important enough that my sister keeps throwing bodies at it. I hear everything that goes on in that house. Like the deal you made with her. You are never to leave my side again. Do you understand that? You ever kill anyone? I did, but I didn't mean to. Don't listen to her. You're doing the right thing. She's protecting someone. Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host Viz from Walking Dead Now. And as you can see, we have our very special guest tonight, Zoe Coletti, who we all know as Virginia's sister, Dakota, on Fear the Walking Dead. Zoe, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. How are you doing? I am good. Thank you for having me. So excited to be here <laughs> from my house. Absolutely. It's our honor to have you here. So let's just get started. We have a ton of material to ask you. Uh, let's start at the beginning of your career. I'm doing things a little bit reverse today. Your big brother, Ian, is also an yeah. actor and a singer. Uh, he's very successful, like yourself. He has been on many shows, predominantly the hit series Preacher on AMC. So your brother, who is an older brother, almost four years or so older than you, what kind of mm -hmm. in influence did he play in you wanting to become an actor yourself? Oh, um, I mean, probably the biggest, biggest, biggest influence in, in me being an actor. So yeah, he started acting when he was about four. So when I was born, it was kind of just like I followed behind him and did everything he did. So um we actually, um, when we were younger, we looked so much alike. So like we did a ton of commercials. So like anytime they needed a brother or sister for commercials, we were like the pair that they ended up going with. Um, so I always did everything with him when I was little. Um, and then, you know, as I started getting like into doing more like TV spots and movies and stuff like that, um, he's been my built-in acting coach since I was little. He was a tough critic. Like he, he was pretty tough on me, like growing up. I'm not going to lie, but I <laughs> I would be able to do literally anything that I can do now without having him as like a mentor and having him to help me with like literally every single one of my auditions. He'd hate it. We get an email from the agents that were like, oh, Zoe has an audition this week. And he'd be like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to have to work with you all week for it. <laughs> but he had no choice, but, um, but it's good. So now, now that I'm older, now I like read lines with him when he does auditions too. So now he gets a little bit of help back from me, but. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. He's that's awesome. That is amazing. So you started acting, like you said, around the age of five. 
uh, you just explained how big of an influence your brother your brother was. How about your parents? Was it you going to your parents, or was it your parents sort of floating the idea to you? Well, the crazy thing is, which I mean, it's not usually super common. I feel like in the acting industry, that like no one, even in, like distant relatives, we have no one at all that's connected to the acting industry, which I feel like is usually not super common. Like no producers or writers or anybody in in our family. So my brother talking about him again, but he was a crazy, crazy ham when he was younger. So everybody's like, oh, he's like going to my parents, like, oh, you have to like get him into commercials, doing auditions and everything. I was brutally shy, like wouldn't even speak a word at all. Um, and I was just in the audition room, like in the waiting room with my mom and my brother. And they came out and were like, hey, would she want to go in? And my mom was like, do you want to go in? I was like, oh, okay, I guess so. Hmm. And I ended up booking the commercial and my brother did as well. Wow. So it was kind of one of those things that just happened. Like I wasn't really expecting to end up doing it. And it kind of just like, I mean, I would have never thought so considering I would barely speak two words to anyone ever. So how I ended up doing that, I have zero idea. That's a great story. That is a fabulous story. Now yeah, let, yeah. let's get to Dakota. Tell us the story on how you ended up being casted as for Virginia's sister, Dakota, on Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, so um, it's a bit of a crazy, like, runaround story. It was a pretty crazy experience for me. So I had my first experience auditioning for, like, the Walking Dead universe at all was for the new show that they have. Well um, beyond, yeah. Yeah, so I um, ended up getting flown out to LA a few different times to to screen test for the main girl character on that show, which I ended up not getting. Um, but from there was contacted about them like writing this character, Dakota, that they were like, oh, we want to like write this character with you in mind and would like be in contact with you later for, you know, playing the character, which I as like, you know, I'm just like, okay, that, that kind of stuff doesn't happen with people like me. So thank you for the very nice sentiment, but I have a feeling I'll probably never hear from you again. <laughs> but thank you so much. That's so cool to even hear about the possibility of like getting to play a, a character on one of the other shows. Um, and then a few months later, they had contacted me saying like, you know, we want to have you read for it. But, um, you know, we actually did end up writing the character into the show and, um, you know, we want you to play the character, which for me, having been acting for so long was like, an insanely surreal experience to like hear from them that they actually had like written a character they wanted me to play. Um, so that was how I ended up getting to know Dakota from doing tons and tons and tons of auditions for their other show. Um, and then I ended up with this character, which it was a definitely a different experience kind of, uh, getting to know the character kind of in the pre-production for it. Mm -hmm. Um, but but that was that was the crazy process for that. It was all very unexpected and crazy for me. But um, in the but end, so it totally worked out. It totally worked out because you are like I can't see anybody else playing Dakota besides you. <laughs> Thank you. So, were you familiar with the Walking Dead franchise before the auditions and all that? Were, were you a fan of the original, of uh, Fear, or any of the shows? Oh my god i don't know that there is a bigger fan or was a bigger fan of the walking dead i was like a mega fan from i don't know i guess i would have been like 11 or 12 when i started watching them um and i was like such a massive fan that i like was going to like walking dead conventions like waiting on huge lines to get in to get autographs from the actors like i remember tweeting like 
during like the Talking Dead shows and like tweeting, being like, no, I don't care. I'll be a zombie. I literally will play any single character on the show. Please cast me in the show. I will do anything. I do not care. So <laughs> to be able to be like a super cool character in the Walking Dead universe is kind of like a full circle moment for me and totally insane because I was such a massive fan. Okay. Like Halloween's became the biggest for me, like finding zombie walks to go to because just I'd be doing my own zombie makeup, blood everywhere, <laughs> gory, amazing. But yeah, I was uh, being a fan is an understatement of, of what I was for the Walking Dead. And that is, is so awesome! Like to get an actor to come onto the show who is a longtime fan. It's not as uh, common as you think, uh, so it's great to hear. Now, when I first saw you as Dakota, I have to admit, Zoe, I was just floored on how much you and Colby look alike. I know. <laughs> to the point to the point where after the episode, I had to go and research if you two were related somehow, which you're not. <laughs> now, do you hear that a lot? And is there a lot of makeup and so on involved to make you guys look so similar on the on the screen as real life? sisters um well when i uh had first started talking to them about um the character obviously because colby had been in in the prior season um they like gave me her name straight away and as soon as i looked her up it was like oh my god that is literally insane i had like just a few maybe like a month before i ended up talking to them about the role as well like been in a hotel room and been like i want to cut bangs and like cut fringe bangs on my own so they they did nothing at all to me to make me look any more like colby than i do so that was wow. pretty insane because we just genuinely like I have to applaud the casting based solely on the fact that we look so much alike. You do. Um, I mean, I, and we got along so well as well. I she like I swear I was like her mini me. I <laughs> I love her so much. She's the sweetest thing ever, but she's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, as a fan, of me being a fan of the show obviously, I'm still on the on the fence about Dakota's character's motivations, okay? Yeah. Is she being genuine? Is she sincere about her opposition to her sister? Or is this a big grand scheme that is cooked up by Virginia and Dakota is going right along and they're both on the same page? So without revealing anything, do you think the writers are doing this on purpose to keep us viewers guessing or is it just my own perception um well i mean obviously like you said there's not a, a whole ton that that i'm allowed to say about um uh, yeah. about my character but <laughs> as they do in this universe but um i'd say just a normal kind of sister older sister younger sister relationship is going to cause for a lot of interesting problems that you would have along the way then adding on top of that the zombie apocalypse and oh. also the fact that she is like kind of the president of the kind of town that we're living in i think there's definitely going to be kind of that teenage rebellious side coming from dakota regardless of being in the apocalypse or not yeah. any kind of parental figure there'd be kind of a, a bit of butting heads so especially with the age difference they've got going on there yeah um I, I don't know that I can tell you whether their relationship ends up being good or bad or what Dakota's got going on, but I can definitely say she's uh, she's got some interesting motives, and she's also meeting a lot of new people and assessing who she wants to be friends with and who she doesn't want to be friends with, and having Virginia as an older sister has surely got to 
kind of somewhat affect and and have you know our younger sister's views be a bit jaded. So gotcha, gotcha. So walk us through your first day on the set. Were you intimidated coming on to a show not only that you were a fan of but established? the spinoff to the big Walking Dead, uh, meeting Lenny James, Alicia Carey, Garrett Dillahunt, and on and on. Did you, or did they make you feel like family really quickly? Oh, I mean, it was, it's such a great cast to be coming on to straight away with. Um, my first, having the first episode that I was in be directed by Lenny was yes. like pretty insane. I mean, the, the, the chance of that happening anyway is just, um, was completely surreal separated from the question being like directed by an actor and especially an actor as good as him is just amazing because i think actors um have such an incredible ability to like explain exactly how they want things done because they know how it feels to be on the outside of the camera as well so separated from that lenny's amazing i love him and having him be my first director in the series was like honestly i became a bit spoiled (laughs) (laughs) that's totally understandable but um uh, they were so sweet. I could go on and on. I love Alicia. I love Garrett. They are like the greatest people. I love Alexa who plays Charlie as well. She's, I've had such a great time. Of course, it's amazing too having some people like in your same age group. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it was great. It's honestly been great. My first day, you know, the first few episodes I had too were like a really great ease in to the series as well. I, you know, kind of got to meet everybody and just kind of interact, do some smaller scenes with some of the actors I'd get to be with for the rest of the season. Um, but like, I don't think I could ask for a better group of people to kind of welcome me into the world. It's such a massive cast and massive yeah. world of people. Um, but I don't think I could have asked for a better group. It was, it's, it's been such a great experience. Honestly, I'm, I'm so happy. I can imagine. I can imagine. Like you mentioned, Alexa, you and Alexa, you know, just looking at your guys's Instagram, you guys seem to be really good friends. Um, besides Alexa, who you two seem to be good friends, like you said, you're, she's younger than you, but you're sort of within the same age group. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is there anybody else that you've become really close to on the set besides Alexa? Um, throughout the period of filming, I definitely would say my most favorite people would be Colby and Garrett. I love them. They're so, they're so funny. They just like the amount of times, oh, it is so frustrating. The amount of times that like Garrett has been standing off camera and made me laugh during scenes and they're like, giggles, calm down. And I'm like, it's not my fault. (laughs) It's not me. It's Garrett. (laughs) It's um, it's it's terrible, but she's hilarious, and so is Colby, and I love them. They're probably my, they're probably my favorite people that that I've been with. And Alicia is amazing, and Lenny. I can't really, you can't pick, you can't make me pick. They're all great. They're all great. But, but, but Garen and Colby, they're like, they're my, they're they're my main squeezes. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, being <laughs> a fan of the franchise, let's go. Uh, you know, away and include all the shows. Whose character's death? Okay, on The Walking Dead, Fear of the Walking Dead. We'll be honest, still brand new, but let's go with The Walking Dead. Whose character's yeah. death affected you the most? Oh, that's that's not even like that's not even a question there for me, Glenn. Glenn. Glenn was my favorite character, and that was the most gut wrenching thing. And it was such a gruesome, horrible death as well. They yeah. couldn't even make it easy for me. Mm-hmm. So terrible. My family, we would do like um 
because we had like a whole group of people that just like were avid Walking Dead fans. And so every Sunday night, we'd like have a bunch of people over our house and just to watch the show on Sunday nights. Um, and I have, a, I have a video actually still that one of my mom's friends posted on Facebook a little while ago, but um, of actually the moment that Glenn died and just everyone in the room just like erupts into screams of torture. It's so funny, but so horrible. I genuinely can say I shed a real tear that day. I mean, they tricked us. They tricked us. Uh, we knew somebody was going to die, and they took away, of course, Abraham, who we all loved, but we thought Glenn mm-hmm. was spared. And then, lo and behold, not only did they take away Abraham, they took away Glenn as well in That's such terrible. a brutal, horrible way. Now, I mentioned this to you before we went live on tonight. You are from New Jersey, but you pull off that Texas accent beautifully i mean you do it great is that something that the show helped you with or was it just part of your normal acting career lessons that you have taken in the past yeah that's that's actually a bit of a funny story for me so i um like one of the first scenes that i had filmed when i came onto the show um i was not planning on doing an accent whatsoever and i showed up on set the first day and we like went to go do the first take. We did a little bit of rehearsal and Colby starts doing her lines and she's doing like this, like thick Texas type accent. And I was like, we're sisters. I probably should have the same accent as her. (laughs) So just on the fly on the day, I asked the director, I'm like, um, should I be doing the same accent as her? Like, cause we grew up together. And he's like, uh, yeah, I guess so. So yeah, on the fly on my first day, right before we did the first take, I just, threw together a little bit of an accent. I can say that's one of my things that I love doing so much is like mimicking accents. So I've never done lessons for accents. I did a Christmas movie that'll be coming out next year that I had to do a British accent and I did do dialect coaching for that. But I do pat myself on the back because I only did one session with the dialect coach and he told me that my British accent was perfect and I didn't have to do any other dialect coaching after that. So I pat myself on the back. Accents are something I love. So I... I do that in my spare time. <laughs> and you said you went to the director, so you went to Lenny James. I'm trying to think now because we filmed some episodes out of order. Okay, uh, because Lenny James, yeah. I mean, he's British, and he does the accent. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he's, he's so cool, though. He does his accent, like, the whole day on set. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't break out of the accent in between. He always does it, like, straight through the whole day. So I didn't even know he was British until, like, <laughs> later on. <laughs> He was just doing the accent he does on the show, and he starts talking offset. I was like, "Wow, oh, isn't that cool?" <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think because maybe it wasn't Lenny who directed the, the episode that was because I, I had filmed an episode around Christmas time, and then everybody went on Christmas break, and then yeah. I came back like a month later, like I think like February ish, to start like when I came back to Austin and have been here like for the rest of the time. So. It was either either Lenny directed the one when I like really started when I came in February or it was the very first one. But it wasn't Lenny who I talked to about the accent. So maybe I didn't speak the day that I filmed on the first well, episode. Well, either, either way, way. Ha- having Lenny there yeah. for you with uh, and all his experience with different dialects is only a positive. Oh, that is only something that could help me. He's helped me enough along the way. <laughs> can't thank him enough for that. So. so let's go with yesterday's episode. Did you watch yesterday's episode? I have not watched yesterday's episode yet. I have been, I was working, I've been working every day, like, into, because I know because we had to reschedule when I came onto the show. I've been getting up at like 
4 a.m. every day, I feel like a senior citizen because I fall asleep at like 7.30. I'll be like, oh, God, it's so late. It's like midnight. Right. And I'll look at the clock and I'm like in bed at like 6.30. And I'm like, oh, God, this is what it's like to be an adult. I'm officially adulting. <laughs> I'm in bed at 6.30. That is disgusting. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm sure that'll be my activity for tonight. But yeah, I have not watched, unfortunately. It sounds so terrible of me. Oh, God. Okay, it's but. okay. Well, you know what? We're going to do a little reverse spoilers here. I'm going to give you a little bit of spoilers as to what happened. To try not to ruin it a little bit. But, right. Right. you know, there's a brilliant scene between Colby and Jenna Elfman, okay? Yeah. Where Virginia gets bitten by a walker and mm -hmm. June is really contemplating uh letting her die and i could tell you as fans i don't think there's any fan out there that wasn't yelling at their tv let her die in, in regards to virginia uh but what changes june's mind is the fact that uh uh virginia colby uses you uses dakota as okay you're gonna let me die Please take care of my sister. Now, thinking about that and us knowing what we do know about Virginia, do you think she was being sincere or do you think it was a ploy, a last minute ditch effort to get Jenna Elfman, uh, June, to cut that hand off, stop the infection and spare her life? You know, I think there you know, Virginia is a character that is like, there are infinite layers to kind of her motives behind things and just her as a character and a person. Um, I think there's a level of both. If I'm being completely honest, I think Virginia is a very, very, very calculated person, which oh, is yeah. why in such a position of power she is, because she's very smart and knows exactly what she's doing kind of all the time. Um, but I also think, you know, your family there's not gonna be like you're not wholeheartedly gonna be just like i don't care i'm doing whatever i need to have power like i think a lot of things virginia does are because she cares about her sister and wants to protect her sister i think that could be a lot of you know motive behind why she wants to run such a tight ship in in the town that she's got running because she does have family to protect like a lot of the other characters mm -hmm. um, that you see in the show which family is such a huge theme, especially in this season, which the kind of way they've got the the episodes where it's kind of following different people's stories. Exactly. I feel like family is a really big um, kind of theme throughout the whole thing. So I definitely think there is a mix of both, which makes the relationship between Virginia and Dakota really interesting because there is like a lot of defiance between the two of them, but you're also family. So there's always going to be the element of like, you know, protection between the two characters so i i definitely think it's a bit of both i think i think she knows what she's doing because she knows there'd be a soft spot there yeah okay that totally makes sense now you were in the episode with uh garrett john dory and the whole thing with janice okay we saw yeah. the start of the episode and how garrett uh sorry john john dory was yeah. all for virginia's hey you know what this isn't so bad and throughout the course of the episode that completely changes he really starts to see what what virginia is all about and you played a big role in that when he comes out of that meeting with virginia we played it in the beginning of the show and you tell her she you tell him that she is protecting someone um i mean at the end i don't want to spoil it for you but yesterday we see garrett at the end of the episode 
running while June stays behind. I'm not going to say more than that. Now, I mean, is that that goes against everything we know about the character of John Dory? How how does that make you feel, uh, knowing the character of John Dory that he is willing to leave his wife June behind and make a run for it? How do you interpret that? Um, I mean, obviously he's, you know, such an amazing actor, such an amazing character, just to throw that out there. Um, oh, definitely. I think, um, I think that's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's just no, something I, completely out of the blue that shocked a lot of fans. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Because especially kind of everything leading up with them finally getting reconnected back together and what exactly. a kind of storyline that was and i'm sure that was a very happy exciting thing for everyone as well because how sweet was that stuff but um i think it's it's interesting the drive that dory has to kind of be like the good guy in mm -hmm. a lot of situations um and how far he'll take that to kind of fall back in his roots of like being a cop and being the guy that wants to like do everything right kind of defying stuff that his dad did like um, you know, all those kinds of storylines that you see with John. Um, so I definitely think it says something maybe about like the threat that he sees Virginia as and the situation at hand that there's enough at stake for him to kind of leave what he'd been waiting so long to like, kind of be back with his wife and kind of just have their little town. And, you know, it does say a lot for the fact that he really was comfortable and kind of feeling like, Hey, I've yeah. got this little town and I've got kind of my job back as like a local policeman. Yeah. Like I'm doing good for these people. And um, I think it kind of is, could even be some foreshadowing for like a lot of really exciting stuff coming for the rest of the season um, that, you know, he feels such, a pressure behind him that he's willing to leave behind his family. I think that's something that like is shocking for yeah. viewers, but also really exciting for um, a lot of cool stuff that could really be happening yeah. as well. Um, yeah, it speaks volumes. Just like you said, it speaks volumes as to what can be potentially coming down the road in this season of Fear of the Walking Dead. Let's for turn sure. our, our attention to the spray paint, spray painting people, because we know nothing about them. I know right. me and my viewers have been speculating since the start of season six as to who they might be. They're not part of Virginia's group. They are not part of um, Sherry's group. We don't right. know who they are. Uh, without revealing anything, are we going to be shocked when we find out who they are and what their ultimate motivations are? Not revealing anything, but are we going to be like, whoa, we didn't see that coming? I, I hate to be annoying to you, but I don't think I can say anything about okay. those guys. Okay. I, mean, I don't even know if that's in my lane. <laughs> I'm stepping out of Dakota's lane right now. Okay. I don't know what I'm allowed to say about that. <laughs> okay, well, that brings me to another question, okay? In yesterday's episode, which I know you have not seen, Virginia yeah, yeah. seems genuinely afraid of them, okay? She seems afraid in fact in the beginning of the episode she's chasing down a runaway and when she catches up virginia has her on her knees and she goes to this person do i look afraid and every fan watching it was like oh yeah you look afraid so she yeah. obviously knows that these people are a threat uh right. to her but we have no idea and i gotta be honest as a fan as a viewer of the show 
Uh, we have theorized so much. And like I said, I have no idea. So the writers have me completely stumped. So I know whichever way they do decide to take this, it's going to be like uh, just out of the blue for me. Just totally. Well, honestly, just totally based on the fact that they've been so elusive with the characters. I think whatever happens with them is going to be, you know, uh, a kind of surprise because they've kind of given zero clues yeah. as to who they are, but they've made them such a looming kind of force <laughs> that whatever happens with them is going to be something cool for sure. And even the fact that Virginia seems threatened by them, well, Virginia's kind of the big dog at the moment. So yeah, yeah. no idea what's going to be behind them. <laughs> how, so how do you feel? How is it on set with having uh, filming a show with so many different groups? You have Virginia... Okay, and her uh, pioneers. You, we, we have uh, Sherry and her white mass people. We have this unknown group of spray paint painters and the key people. I don't know what else to call them. And then you have Morgan. Uh, that is just so many different things coinciding at the same time. Is it chaotic on the set sometimes uh, as they're filming this? Is a lot of it done out of order? Um, you know, obviously, I don't know how, like, the other seasons were filmed, but what I did know, like, coming onto the show is that, like, this kind of season was going to be, like, very different to yeah. how everything else had been um, previously, which is obviously super cool. But the interesting thing about it is there are, like, so many people on the cast that I've never met, um, which has been interesting doing even some of, like, the Zoom panels and stuff with everybody where I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> because because everyone is so separated, I honestly would say it could be less hectic than previous seasons, considering the groups are so separated. So it's yeah. like, you know, walking the Walking Dead universe is so infamous for like their massive ensemble scenes where there's like, you know, 20 cast and, you know, you see them all together, kind of this whole band of people. Um, and because of the way that like Virginia kind of has everybody separated and scattered out um, in her area, I would say I bet it's kind of, I bet it's like less hectic than otherwise because it is pretty concentrated to like different small groups like you know i've you know kind of filmed with different cast members here and there throughout the season so far but um you know it's always pretty confined groups because of like the way they've got the plot going this season which um is really interesting but um you definitely like get closer to certain people but you know it is weird like being on like a cast of actors that there's some people that i haven't even met yet <laughs> and i've been so long. Um. That's cool. That is totally, totally cool. And we're so looking forward to that. Now, let's try to kind of switch gears. Dakota, do you think she is capable of surviving in the post-apocalyptic world without the protection of her sister right now? Um, I think, to me, she feels like the type of girl that probably has a lot of qualities that are almost being like shadowed because of how overbearing her sister is. So I feel like she almost feels like the type of girl that you'd think like, Oh God, she'd step outside and be eaten alive. <laughs> but I think there is something within her that would be capable of making it, but it's not been able to kind of be showcased because she's been so kind of kept inside by her sister. But of course, any person would be, terrified of what the outside world is like when 
you've kind of always been kept inside. But you see, even from some of the beginning episodes, when I'm, you know, kind of standing at the gate, looking at Alicia and Strand, like, and the guards, like, hey, get back. Yeah. Makes me feel like that's not the first time Dakota's been seen standing at the gate and <laughs> looking at, like, hey, what's it like out there? <laughs> um, I feel like everybody kind of wants the grass is always greener on the other side, so there's yeah. always going to be a streak of like curiosity um, of what it's like to be like out kind of and about and there's people that would love to be like inside the gates in a nice house in a little town where you can just like do laundry and gotcha. be safe gotcha um, me personally i would be dead i'd be the first person that <laughs> would die like i'm being completely honest i would be dead like the first week i'm out See you later. <laughs> <laughs> i would be gone i think so I personally think we Dakota is uh, a lot stronger, and I think as we get to see more and more of her, not only is she going to surprise herself, she's going to surprise a lot of fans. Is what when she is when her back is up against the wall and she, what she is capable of doing. That's just my theory. We just got to wait sure. and find out. Now Dakota says something very interesting to John after that meeting with Virginia. Uh, I believe uh, your quote is that she is protecting someone. Uh, don't believe her in regards to your sister. She is protecting someone. Is this Dak uh, Dakota just being naive and not willing to accept the possibility that her sister started and orchestrated the whole Janice thing just for the sheer purpose of getting rid of Janice? Does she really believe that Virginia is covering up for someone and just overlooking the fact that, hey, she's covering up for herself. She did this. Um, I think like, you know, from what we've seen, at least of Dakota so far in the season, kind of even when, you know, hiding and kind of ending up meeting up with um, Alicia and Strand and Charlie, um, there could be a factor of like naiveness of like, I don't really want to see my family as this kind of screwed up, mm -hmm. but also she clearly doesn't like look at her sister with rose colored glasses. Like there's definitely an aspect of her that sees what's going on and doesn't like it. Um, based on what we've seen with yeah. some of the other stuff that happened in the season. Um, I don't know that, Dakota even has any idea how big the world is and how big the things are that her sister orchestrates because she's so close up to it. Mm -hmm. So I honestly don't even know that she fully understands everything that it is. So for that case, I would say there could be a level of naiveness, but she also, like Dakota has said, I live in the house with her. I hear everything and listen to everything that goes on. So um, I think you don't know either. I think either Dakota could have some naiveness or she could be like, really, 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 really smart and nobody knows. And that's what I think is so interesting about a character that's almost kind of quiet and keeps to herself and is so sheltered because yeah. you don't know what she knows and what she doesn't know. And she also has been kind of raised by a woman who is very calculated and exactly. very kind of uh, controlling, but also your sister's not, you know, anything else. So exactly. And like I said, know. and like I said earlier, uh, Dakota's character has me on the fence. Uh, yeah, she could be legit in what she's saying, that she does want to help Strand and Alicia and so on. But then there's a part of me that says, hey, this might be an act. So we just got to wait and see how that plays out. Now, we keep hearing Virginia talk about the future, her future. But we have no idea what that future looks like. Uh, we have not seen it on the screen. And I don't even know 
if any people in her inner circle, the rangers near her, know what that new future looks like. If you were to guess, this is just guessing as a fan of the show, Do you, would you say Dakota knows what Virginia's future looks like or not? Um, I would honestly feel like she wouldn't, especially because I honestly think her rangers would be like, more prone to knowing what's going on than telling, you know, her kid's sister, because who knows where your sister's going to go and who she's going to talk to. Yeah. Like, personally, I would think if her rangers don't know, it's probably all locked up inside her head. Again, considering the fact that she's super, super smart and seems to kind of keep everything within her very tight circle. Yeah. So I would say unless Dakota's been, like, listening in, I don't feel like we've seen the type of relationship between Dakota and Virginia for that level of personal stuff to be shared between them. But that's like, that would be my personal, personal. Well, that's exactly, this is exactly how we're talking about. We're talking about, we're talking as two fans of Fear the Walking Dead. I know you're starring in it. I know you know what's going <laughs> to happen. I know that makes this conversation a little awkward, but we're talking as fans now. Okay. Now, uh, and yep. sticking to fans, do you think Virginia made a good decision by promoting uh, Coleman, uh, Strand, to the position that he is in right now? Um, again, I think she's super calculated and knows exactly what she's doing. So um, I think I would say I think it would be a good decision because I think she's probably mapped out exactly what she thinks is going to happen. Even if, like, say, I don't know, if it were to, like, be you know oh some of these qualities of strand because you obviously know like kind of strands background where he's come from throughout the whole season might oh, not yeah. necessarily be a trustworthy person to bring on your team. definitely but um i think she to be honest i think she knows that and knows how to use his qualities for, for her own good gotcha. and also like for what she needs at the time being i think i think she's smart enough to like know how to use someone's qualities for what she needs uh, I think. And I, I totally agree with you. I mean, she is that calculating, and she's smart. There is no question about it that the character of Virginia is very smart. Now, as an actress, uh, you know, and you're playing the role of Dakota in a way that if Dakota does cross some lines that just Virginia is completely opposed to, do you think Dakota would ever feel in like she might be in harm's way from her sister like her sister might take her out or anything like that you think that's ever crossed uh, her sphere of thinking i i don't think so because like what would be the point of virginia having kept her so sheltered this whole time if there was a part of like virginia that didn't care enough about her sister then like i don't think she'd keep her sister on such a tight leash yeah like if there was any part of her that like would be so fleeting to just like be like, yeah, well, I'm just going to, like, you can go now. Like, we're just going to get rid of you because we don't need you. I don't think she'd go through such an effort to keep her sister so sheltered. Gotcha. If gotcha. Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. It's her sister. At the end of the day, it is her sister. I mean, we're not talking about Michael Corleone here. We did kill his brother and the Godfather. <laughs> now, the jury <laughs> is, uh, you know, based on what we have seen from Ginny so far, uh, uh-huh. would you say comparison we're doing an antagonist comparison now is she more like the governor or negan oh my god 
I don't know. I don't feel like she's that mean. Like, oh God, I feel like she'd like fall in between. I don't know. I feel like she's like such a different entity. Like just the poise and like the presence that she has is so like strong, but also, I don't know. Well, who would scare you most, okay? Uh, when you were watching the show, who were you like, this is not, if I was in their place, this is not the person I'd want to come across. And you had to pick one. Would it be Negan or the governor? Okay, I feel like Negan is scary because he feels like he would just whack my head with like a baseball bat and kill me if I like took one step in the wrong direction. So yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel like he would scare me the most. But maybe that's my sadness from Glenn that tells me that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) For me, my opinion is the governor was just like a pure psychopath. Oh Uh, yeah. He just had no uh, remorse, no recourse. While the Negan, well, we know now that he did does have a conscious, a conscience. So you and Colby, you touched on this earlier. You have this great on-screen sister chemistry going on, and it plays Mm -hmm. through brilliantly. Uh, I mean. What is your relationship with Colby off the camera? Is it great? Do you guys get along well? Uh, how would you describe it? Um, well, it's it's so great. Like, I literally could not ask for a better person to be playing the younger sister of. Like, I love her so much. She cracks me up. Literally, every single time I was filming with her, I had the greatest time. And not to mention, like... Honestly, I can say I've learned so much from her, like being able to act around her and be with her. Like I even told her that like one of the, um, you know, one of the last days that I saw her recently, I don't know, whenever it was one of the last days I was filming with her, um, I was telling her just like honestly how thankful I am to be able to work with her because I've genuinely learned so much just from observing her like act. Um, So not to mention that like how brilliant she is and how much I've been able to learn from her, but just like how genuinely sweet and kind she is. Um, It's been so amazing. She's the sweetest person ever. And she's so hilarious and great. And he lives in New York. So whenever I'm home, there you go. There you go. That's, that's totally it. So you mentioned the anthology style series, the way this season Mm -hmm. is being done. Is that something that you've never done before in your career? No, I haven't. Um, I haven't ever done that before, which is super cool to get to film something that's kind of in that style. Um, nothing else I've ever done before has been like that. So um, again, like I said before, it's really interesting, like not kind of being with the entire cast of a show while you're filming. So that's definitely something different about filming in this style. But I think it's really cool. It's a really cool way to kind of present a story and go along with the show kind of sad because you don't get to see all the characters in every episode that's exactly that's in fact we didn't get to see uh Danai the till yesterday's episode luciana i mean yesterday yeah, was the first yeah. time we got to see her and i was starting to you know, ask where the hell is she uh now how would you describe working with showrunners uh ian goldberg andrew shambles and of course executive producer and director michael satrazimus uh, who has been with The Walking Dead since day one. You being a fan of The Walking Dead and the whole franchise, what was it like when you met Michael Cetrazimus for the first time? I mean, honestly, it's it's like pretty crazy. Throughout my entire experience of like starting up on the show, just like very overwhelming of how cool it was to like 
be able to be like kind of rubbing shoulders and working with all these people. Um, it's honestly, it's an honor. I'm honored. To, I'm honored to be in the presence of people that have created such amazing stuff and and so many cool things. So I'm so lucky. It's it's been pretty surreal for me and 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 pretty insane to be able to like be meeting and working with these people and having them write and produce things that I'm going to be like bringing to life is is super super cool. <laughs> Have you had a chance yet to uh, be in a episode directed by Michael? I don't. This sounds awful. I don't think so. Um, not not so far. I don't believe that I have yet. Well, it, it's um, it's coming though. It's definitely. I'm coming. sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure within the next like, because there's like we've got quite a few episodes left to film this season. Um, which is crazy since all the crazy COVID stuff that. Oh yeah. You know. Definitely. It's so interesting, like still filming and then also like coming home from filming at night and then watching an episode air. It's like, hey, I'm still doing that. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I love it. I'm so happy to still be on set and still working even even with all the craziness. So um so it's been great. But I'm sure I'm sure that's that's a coming within one of my next few episodes, I'm sure. <laughs> so uh like I said, next week's episode is going to be the unofficial midseason finale. It wasn't planned to be the midseason finale. As far as you know, um, are, is Dakota going to have a role to play in next week's episode? Is Are we going to see Dakota or not? Um, I... It would be episode oh. number seven. Yeah, yeah, um... Dakota definitely will have a role to play like in the kind of next um the next episodes like coming up as far as like knowing where the mid-season finale is cutting and how they're going to edit everything together obviously they always are really obnoxious with leaving on some kind of massive cliffhanger that just annoys everyone and <laughs> crazy but um depending on the way they cut everything together I'm sure Dakota will have some role to play in whatever annoyance they leave people with <laughs> the mid-season finale which it is crazy that like obviously the mid-season finale is never this early on in the season because so i was thinking the other day they were like saying oh my god mid-season finale is coming up and i was like is that already yeah, Does that yeah already? it just flew by uh it really yeah and uh like i said the way they're normally done we get eight episodes and then we get to finally as far as you know we're still getting the full 16 episodes this season right yeah yeah as far as as far as i'm concerned with the filming schedule we're on now um, you guys should be good. <laughs> good, good, good. Okay, now let's move on to some of the other stuff you've done. In 2019, you were the star of Scary Stories in the Dark, a movie that was very well received by fans, critics, and was really damn good. <laughs> what What was that experience like? Um, that was honestly, like, that movie has such a, a huge spot reserved in my heart. Um... It was honestly such an amazing experience. It was the first lead that I played in a movie. So for that as well for me, it was like a really, really crazy experience. Um, and I was honestly so lucky to get to bring to life, like honestly a book that so many people loved throughout their childhood oh, yeah. for so many different generations. Um, and the cast I got to work with and Andre Overdahl, he's such an amazing director. Um, and it was honestly like it being like the first lead I'd done beforehand. I was like, oh my God. I'm filming every day in every scene. How am I going to remember all those lines? But as I went on, it was just like such an amazing set for like everything being so comfortable and great. So many night shoots. 
the um, crazy schedule I ended up being on for that movie was insane. Like going to bed at eight, nine thirty in the morning and waking up at six p.m. and going back to work then and working all through the night. That was craziness, and I've never had to cry so much for a job in my entire life. Weeks straight of just tears. I'm surprised I have any left, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but it was awesome. It was so great, and I just love that old like 1960s horror vibe too. So I honestly amazing. So kids. <laughs> now that you know you were you were the star of that movie, is there a really big, huge difference being part of the supporting cast as being the main person? on a movie or a TV show? Um, for me personally, I could care less. Like I just being able to be on set and be with amazing actors and just to be able to be bringing to life characters that I think are amazing is honestly all I could ask for. Um, I would say like, honestly, I wouldn't even say there's like, especially being on the, the job that I'm on now, I wouldn't even say there's, like a crazy huge difference i think it's personally all in the view of the actor like if you feel like oh i need to be number one on the call sheet and i need to be a big deal like i don't feel that way i don't care as long as i get to be with like great actors and be making work that i'm proud of and that i love that's honestly all i could ever ask for that's so, a great um, attitude that's such a great attitude and i think it is it's a good attitude to have as an actor because you know what you could be the lead of the movie and the next thing you could do you could have two lines but if you enjoy making what you're making that's really should be all that matters so it is and that's what as long as you're you're proud of the work and you gave it your all, it shouldn't matter. It should not. 100%. It should not matter. Now, do you like uh, working in horror genre related projects? Do you like the horror genre working in it? Oh, I love it. Like before, I did scary stories. That's like the first thing I've kind of done in the horror genre. But if you would have asked me like a few years ago what my dream job would be, it would be something to do with like a kind of dark horror type vibe it's funny i don't know if it was because i was so shy when i was little but i have always like every time i did tv and stuff when i was little i was always like little kid in the hospital like dying of cancer or like i was always dying or in the hospital just always doing super like grim dark things so i think i was just born to be like in the horror genre um now, now personally growing up did the horror scare you watching it or did you enjoy it Yes, I was terrified of it, but I loved it. So I was like the type of kid that would like love to watch a horror movie, but then would be like sleeping on my parents' bedroom floor because I was terrified of it. So yes, a little bit of both. Walking Dead is the reason I never went camping again. <laughs> my poor dad, like we loved to go camping. And after I started watching The Walking Dead, we would go camping. We went one trip after I had started watching the show and he would like make walker noises in the woods at night. Like if I got up to go to the bathroom and I, ever since then, I've been like, I'm not going camping with my family anymore. I'm too scared. <laughs> I'm too scared to be in the woods at night. I can't. Sorry, guys, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I love it so much. Let's go back a little further now, okay, to Annie, where you got to star uh, alongside Jamie Foxx. You must have yeah. been 11 or 12 uh, when you yep. did Annie. Yep. What was that like at the age of 11 and 12? Um, that was like, so that was my first like big movie. And we're like looking at all like landmarks for me, for my, my career. Um, that was one of the first like really big movies that I did. So for that on its own thing was so surreal for me at that age as well. Um, and the fact that I'd obviously been at that, it's, I mean, it's being such a little kid still, but I've been in the industry for so long already, which is crazy. Um, so it was quite a big deal for me. Um, and then working with people like Jamie Foxx and Cameron Diaz and everything, they're just like, 
incredible actors and to get to work with them at such a young age too was just amazing um and honestly the experience of like doing a musical like I love singing and and all of that so getting to do a musical as well we did like like five six months of like intense dance training every day wow. and preparation movie and and all of that which you know i really was not a dancer before then like i did like you know all little girls do like you know tap class and ballet mm-hmm. class when they're little, like you know th- that whole nine yards but um doing like actual dance training was really 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 cool and something that i got to kind of like take off of my my bucket list and then after the movie as well we got to do the like macy's thanksgiving day parade and i did the parade on my 13th birthday it was like on my actual birthday which was like the craziest experience for me as well wow um that movie came with a lot of really really cool experiences from for for that time period too so that was so cool for me i loved it and my mom my mom like when she was younger was the most insane fan of Annie ever. So when I ended up booking the movie, she like went ballistic because that was her favorite thing in the entire world. So the fact that I was in the movie was so crazy for her. So that was cool as well. But um, absolutely. It was so nice. Now moving forward in your career, do you have a preference TV over film? Um, I. I just think they they bring a lot of different things to the plate. Like TV is exciting because it's constantly changing and you really get to like dive into the character more because obviously it's developed over a way longer period of time. Um, but it also is like super fast moving and really like a lot of it's like super rushed, even just like being on set. Um, but I also love movies because, you know, sometimes it is a bit more like some, a bit more of like a relaxed schedule, you could say, or like, um, even just being able to kind of hop from thing to thing and continually play different characters. Uh Um, Also something really cool, kind of throw yourself into different worlds constantly, um, which I love about doing movies as well. So um, honestly, I don't even know if I could choose between the two, but um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not super picky. (laughs) I like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a very picky person. So you want to cast me? Call me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but both amazing it's in, in such different ways. That's awesome. Now, as we're out of time, as a final question, okay? Now, you've been on fear for a while now. Is it everything you thought it would be? Um. Yes, 100%. Again, one of the first episodes I did, I got to do my first Walker kill, and that was, like, so surreal for me. Even being around all of, like, the Walkers, it's still, like... I find it so hilarious. Like I'll just hear them like having normal conversations or like singing or like on their phone and stuff like that. And I like am cracking up. People are like, stop laughing. We've been filming long enough that you shouldn't find this funny anymore. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm never going to stop laughing at it. <laughs> but uh, between the cast and like even getting to play such like a cool character, which I mean, the Walking Dead universe has m- millions of incredible characters. But personally, I love the opportunity to get to play character i like working with colby and everything is just amazing but the walking dead universe has 100 percent lived up or just gone past my expectations i could not be happier i am like head over heels i'm so happy oh and i want to congratulate you because you're a part of the best season so far of fear the walking dead uh that's Aww. that's just not my opinion it's everybody's opinion this season season six of fear the walking dead for me personally i would rank it with some of the best the walking dead seasons 
and maybe even oh, better. And that's a, and you know, as a Walking Dead fan, that's a huge thing. And that's how amazing this current season of Fear is. And you're a huge part of that. And before we go, guys, I want to let all our viewers know that Zoe's birthday is coming up in 11 days from now. So on behalf for me, from my team, and from all of our viewers, Zoe, we want to wish you a very happy early birthday. And we hope when your birthday comes, if you're working that day, shame on them. But if you are working, I hope to get you the biggest ass cake and just throw a bash for you on the set during that day. Oh, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. It's been an honor talking with you. Thank you so much for joining us. Any thank final for- any final thoughts you want to share? I mean, I think we covered about everything I could talk about about my character. So I think I think that's it. I think got my birthday as well. That's right. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Zoe. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We'll be back on the air tomorrow on behalf of Zoe Coletti and myself. Guys, stay walking and stay safe. And I'll see you tomorrow. Good night. Good night.